Hello and welcome to the Inside Dish, where we explore the culinary, distillery, and the winery arts in and around the Lehigh Valley. I'm Mike Dravenstadt, host for your gastronomic tour of the region's amazing food and beverage scene. I'm here with Alan Patati from Dolce Patisserie, a maker of artisan chocolates, cakes, pastries, and desserts on Main Street in Hellertown since 2008. Alan, welcome to the Inside Dish. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's start by learning about your journey that uh, brought you to a Dolce in, in Hellertown. You've had quite an experience outside the Lehigh Valley, even though you were born in this area. Yeah, yeah. I start, so I began my profession at our, our great uh, Northampton Community College, took their culinary arts Like program. many people around here? Yeah. Yep. And uh, that's where I found I really enjoyed the baking and pastry realm. So I furthered my education on up to the, uh, to the CIA up in Hyde Park. From that point, that was I graduated in 98 from the culinary. And I was very blessed to work for some very talented pastry chefs and chocolatiers throughout my career. One being down for, you know, Chef George at Le Becfin and uh, Norman Love in Florida, big Ritz-Carlton guy. We unfortunately lost my father in 2007 on a kind of a sudden thing, and that brought me back home to be close to mom, and the only thing to do there was create my own world. So that's what brought me to Hellertown in 2008. 2008, right. Yeah. And you know, certainly you got uh, you know, skills and knowledge at Northampton Community College and the CIA. How about the areas that you worked, like down at Lebec Finn, you also worked at the Hotel Hershey. What knowledge or practices did you acquire there on top of kind of the practical things you might have learned in your schooling? Yeah, schooling gives you a great, you know, base, nuts and bolts of, of, of all techniques and things. And uh, but the, the places you work is really what you, when you can really learn. I learned a ton at the Hotel Hershey about large quantity preparations and things of that nature. And then at Lebec Finn, I learned... That's actually where I learned to make the French macaroon, or French macaron, as, as exactly. you say it properly. Yeah. And then when I moved to Florida and worked for Norman Love, all I did was make chocolate. So each one of these different avenues of employment, I was able to fine-tune and continue learning on specific areas in the confectionery realm. And then bring it all here and open up in 2008 in Hellertown. And have this crazy idea to do it on my own. Yeah, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and then before we get into uh, what, what you're making at Dolce, uh, you've also been on the Food Network on a Sweet Genius. So talk about that experience. What was that like and what you took away from that? Yes, yeah, Sweet Genius was a crazy opportunity. We were fortunate to get selected to be on the show. And you don't know who you're up against. You've got to show up in Manhattan at 6 a.m., and you walk in, and then whoever walks in behind you is who you're up against. So I was up against uh, three ladies, so I was very intimidated, as they usually know their way around the kitchen, you know, very, very well. So, uh, but it was a very intense experience, very fun, a long day. What goes into <laughs> a one-hour program? I thought if I did well, I'd be done by one or two p.m. I wasn't done until ten p.m. So, yeah, what can go into a one-hour program on TV is very eye-opening. Well, they package that and edit that down you right. know, into a really tidy yes. thing. Yes, yes. And to show, like, a lot of everybody's like, oh, the, the host, he's so mean. He's so – but he, he really give, gave equal positive and equal negative feedback. But once it's edited, it's edited for TV and for the flair. So, exactly. Well, they have to have a story and, yep. yeah, make things happen. But when that clock starts ticking, it really is the time. You don't – it's not fake. Like, you get 50 <laughs> minutes, it's 50 minutes, and that's it. Right. So it was intense. Excellent. It was very intense. 
Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the the range of items you're making at uh, Dolce. Let's start with the the chocolates. I certainly saw a lot of the pictures that you have on your website, quite an array of chocolates. What sort of things are you offering? What kind of, kind of flavors? What kind of creations uh, on the chocolate side? Well, yeah, the chocolates, the artisan chocolates are my are my babies. So we off, often offer a very base or our baseline of chocolates, very familiar flavors like cookies and cream, dark chocolate with raspberry, salted caramel, things of those natures, dark chocolate and orange. Uh, my wife's favorite is the sour cherry. Those are base. They stay around all year long, plus a bunch of others. And then through the, through the seasons, we like to change things around. So obviously for the holidays, we have, and I brought you some today for you to, to, to taste and, and to see. We have peppermint, eggnog, amaretto, sugar cookie, toasted coconut, and they're all kind of de- decorated up for the holiday. I was going to ask about the decoration because looking at the, the photos on the website, they are a feast for the eyes. Well, thank you. In addition to the palette, to so talk about you know what type of artistry you, you bring to those. So thank you for asking that because I I always try to to decorate the chocolate to go along with the flavor in through through the artisan's eyes. Hopefully it portrays you know like peanut butter and jam is one of my favorite chocolates, which I make all year long, and I design it to look like there's peanut butter with a smear of jam on it. So or a swirl, I should say, <laughs> and the cookies and cream is 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 white and black just like cookies and cream ice cream would be when you go to scoop into it. And uh, that's just how I, how I approach the, the uh, decoration peppermint. Obviously, you want to have it red and white. And I, I think of a stripe because you think of candy canes with those stripes. So, And talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the mouthfeel experience with your chocolate, what you're trying to impart with that. So the chocolates, when we create an artisan style of chocolate, are goal is to have a very very thin shell of chocolate because that that out which is the outside that you see we feel that should be nice and thin because that's nothing more than a vehicle to your mouth to get the ganache fit center and that's where the velvety textures of the fruit purees or the soft butters and the cream and the chocolate all swirled together delivers that that intense flavor and how do you also look to balance the, the, the type of flavor that you add into the, the ganache or whatever filling is on the inside of that, that shell to create that right balance of you know, the richness in the chocolate, but this little addition or twist to it? Right. That's key. Yeah. And that's very important because if it's, if it's dark chocolate with raspberry, you better be tasting raspberry. Yeah. So yeah, over the years of experience and and learning and tweaking recipes, or you just you just know how to find that that balance so that when you tell somebody this is dark chocolate with raspberry and they eat it, they, they say, well, no, they, they got to go, yeah, wow, this is, and that's one of our most popular flavors. Right, and the dark chocolate might require a little bit more raspberry than maybe the, a milk chocolate Correct. or a, yep. a, if you make it like a white chocolate or something like that, just yes. in terms of finding that balance. Right, when you work with white chocolate, those flavors deliver, white chocolate's naturally sweeter, so you have to, you know, balance because we don't, that's one thing people like to comment and often comment about our chocolates that they're not sweet, overly sweet. Obviously they're sweet, it's a confection, but they're not, it's not just, they're not tasting sugar. Sugar should be all the way in the bottom. The flavor that you're trying to portray should be to the forefront. Beautiful. I love that. You also make baked items and desserts, and I saw you have a signature cake. Talk yeah. about how that came to be and what it is. Yeah. Oh, well, we're going right back to the chocolate and raspberry thing. <laughs> As you see, I like the, the – but it's a very familiar flavor, right? A lot of people know it. So the signature cake is themed after the, that play on chocolate and raspberry. So we have two layers of a decadent, moist chocolate cake 
devil's food cake, if you will. Mm -hmm. In the very center, horizontally, is a vanilla bean creme brulee layer with fresh raspberries inside. And then chocolate mousse is holding all those goodies together. And then we glaze it with a very shiny, thin, dark chocolate glaze with the handmade chocolate decorations and a couple of raspberries on top to give a little pop. So a nice richness of the chocolate, but a little uh, added sweetness of the raspberry in there and just that balance of, and of that flavor. A little bit of vanilla creme brulee just yeah. cuts a little bit of that that intense chocolatey flavor and boosts that, that raspberry flavor as well. And you do that both full size and also smaller size too, right? That's correct. Yes, we make individual ones. That serves one person. Uh, we have the standard size, which is the six-inch Signature cake, which, which serves, could also serve one person, <laughs> <laughs> which I've been told serves one or two. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> and then we make it we make it to serve sixty people too, if need be. Okay, and what other baked goods do you typically offer at Dolce? So the French macaroons have become extremely popular. When I first opened, I was making them, and not many people knew what they were. Now I, I I struggled to make enough of them. So that's that's one of my favorite things to make as well. We have the fresh baked croissants every day. Plain butter croissant, a chocolate filled and an almond filled. New about a year a year ago, I started making a um, pecan sour cream coffee cake. Very simple, super yummy. It's got a, a candied pecan streusel baked in the center and also on top. Nice, it sounds so that, great. That's fun. Oh, and then you also have confections there, right? Chocolate dipped items, chocolate barks with roasted nuts, toffee, uh, which the toffee I made on the Sweet Genius as one of the uh, candy levels. Mm -hmm. And he had like not a lot of good comments about my toffee and I couldn't make enough toffee for the next like two years it, just because <laughs> of his, it was crazy. So that, that is a very popular confection as well. I know with a lot of those confections, the pretzels and things with sea salt, talk a little bit about the interplay between sweetness and salt when you put a dessert like that together. Yeah, salt, sea salt and with sugar, I mean, when you first experience like kettle corn, I remember as a kid, like, this is crazy. There's It's sweet, but there's salt. And you're like, this is insanely good. And the uh, the addition of the salt, just it brings out it brings out more flavor in whatever you're putting with naturally, right? So with sweetness, it, it creates a, a great balance. But also mainly, like, with caramel, sea salt caramel becomes... The French pastry chefs have been adding sea salt to their caramel decades ago because it... It highlights the flavor of the caramel versus just the sweetness. And you taste that caramel much better that way. Kind of allows you to punch it up a little bit, right? right? Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um, and then you also make custom items too. Talk a little bit about that and how people could order those. Yeah, so we do make custom cakes for weddings, specific birthdays or baby showers or bridal showers. And I've done an array of different things, which we usually post those photos of, of the crazier things that we do on our social media pages on Instagram and, and Facebook. And uh, that's something that I'd usually do when the off holiday, you know, not Easter time or Valentine's or Christmas right. or Thanksgiving, but we do that throughout the year and that's fun. And when planning with this, with customers, the best thing to do is that the sooner they contact me, the better. Because certain weekends, even though they're not, may not be holidays, can be booked up crazy. You know, you get a wedding or two in a weekend and I'm depending on the size of that wedding, you know. But we've done large wedding cakes all the way to a variety of dessert tables and macaroon towers and chocolate displays. So, so Alan, what sort of methods or techniques do you use to deliver an artisan product with some of the baked goods that you're making, um, as opposed to a bakery that might focus more on quantity? The way we accomplish this, I like to do things, small batches, 
small batches focus on, I would like to use the word perfection. Nobody's perfect, but we strive for that. I think that's why we've become, we've been so blessed. I've talked to some of my other buddies that are business people and they're like, you need to hire, hire this and hire these people. And he's, and my other buddies like, no, no, no. They're coming there because you're the one making that product. Your hands are on each cake that goes out of here. And that we feel that's one of our strong points. Well, plus you're able to bring all those years of experience that you've had at all these different places and the 15, 16 years at Dolce to almost everything that you make. Conditions change with humidity or you know the tweaks and little ingredients that you're getting here and there. So to be able to kind of adjust on the fly, it's probably something that there's no formula to do it. No, that's exactly right. And then with COVID and the pandemic, there was certain things that I always was, they were so ingredients, easy to get and the quantities were great. And then they were like the stable ground for so many recipes, then they became hard to source or you could source them from somewhere, but then the cost was double. And it's like, you can't sacrifice the ingredient because it, the final product will be sacrificed as well. Right. When you're producing at your level, flour isn't flour, eggs aren't eggs. There's a certain way that they're going to interact with one another after you've been doing it for so many years. Right. That's right. What advice would you give to our listeners who might be baking at home or dabbling in chocolate in terms of improving the quality of what they make at home? The best quote I've ever heard from, and actually it was Norman Love that I worked for in Florida. He said, to create something excellent, you have to start with something excellent. Anything in, in life, right? If you want something to be really, really good at the end, you got to start with great ingredients. So source your ingredients from the best places you can. They may be costly, but your end product will be that much better. Well, you mentioned your, your social media. What are your social media handles? So we're on Instagram at Dulce dot patisserie and then on facebook dulce patisserie on facebook and the website address www.dulcepatisserie.com great alan thanks for joining us here at wdiy thanks for having me i'm mike drabenstadt and this is the inside dish If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.